Welcome back to A Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I am Adon. We'll be discussing Amazon Prime's Jean-Claude Van Johnson, starring the muscles from Brussels, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Before we get into this, spoilers are going to be said. So if you want to hit pause, check out the series yourself, come back by all means. And also, these are just our opinions, something that we like, something that we grew up on, especially Van Damme with his movies. You've been warned. Hey, buddy. Hey, bro. <laughs> How's it going? Going good. So Jean-Claude Van Johnson, they came out 2016. You saw it before I have. Actually, we just rewatched it on your channel, Nerd Tots, for the first time. And I had to honestly say I was hesitant because let's be honest, okay? He's been he was a top star at one time, kicking in the box office, rivaling Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and then he faded away. He faded away due to a lot of bad choices. Let's be honest mm. on there. His movies were also, in a sense of choreography and fight, were pretty much the same, redundant. It wasn't really creative or something being new brought to the table. We watched it. I was happy with it. I was very <laughs> pleased with what I saw. And I thank you for that recommendation. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to give uh, a little recap of the series, please go ahead. Okay. Now, I'll be honest, my recap is going to be pretty straightforward. Basically... Jean-Claude Van Damme mm -hmm. is really a secret agent spy, and, but he goes by the name Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and he's been retired not only from film career, from the job. Uh, he decides to get back into business because he wants to rekindle the love that was in the business. So he's going back for one more job, and he stumbles on a bigger mystery that's beyond it. And then that's our show. Oh, okay. Now, well, that's the premise of the show to start with. Mm-hmm. The show, for all and purposes, is uh, basically satire on Jean-Claude Van uh, Damme. It, it pokes fun at himself, his movie career, his fighting style, and oddly enough, it, like his life in some ways in real life. It's really interesting when you look at it from the outside perspective. And if you sit there and you don't watch it being like, this is supposed to be a serious film or show, and then you recognize it for what it is, there is so much goodness in that. I would dare say, it's like when you know someone that's been through troubles, and they're able to talk about those troubles and you feel better for them. Like you can get that vibe. At least that's how I took it when I watched him. Like, John Clown, good for you for making fun of yourself. <laughs> well, in his movies, he never did. More like straight to the point, take no bull kind of stuff. Beat the bad guys, kiss the girl, save the day, depending on the situation. Yep. You know, we all know him from Bloodsport, Universal Soldier, Time Cop, which is a big thing in this film. Time Cop is the movie that I guess he wanted to be big and it wasn't because he brings it up a lot. It's the subject of films. You have to admit to that. Mm -hmm. You know, blood sports I'm talking about, universals I'm talking about, is you see it, what's it called? Sudden impact or sudden death? Either or, really. There's yeah. an aspect of a lot of his films in this show. Right. Especially with the theme in one of the episodes and also with uh, one of the characters that he plays, Philip. So he plays two roles in this series, which really makes fun of himself. And it kind of shows his acting chops, which was really fun to see. I enjoy this mainly out of nostalgia reason to see one of the actors that I grew up on and to see him do the same things he did from day one 
on Bloodsport and nothing really has changed, put a smile on my face. <laughs> the same crescent kick, the same one technique punch, the one technique kick was a guilty pleasure that I had. I like the fact that he allowed himself to be vulnerable, to look like the fool during the story run. Episode one, when he first tries to do the split. Or he's trying to get back in shape into fighting shape to go back onto the field. It was reminiscent to Jackie Chan's Gorgeous. Granted, this pokes fun of him, but it's not really about him in a sense of like a biography. Yeah. It's not true. There's another character within a character. I would say rule of three is very strong here. Is there, you have the main character within another character within another character because there's three levels to Van Damme in the series set. Right. There's Jean-Claude Van Damme that we know, Jean-Claude mm -hmm. Van Johnson, the spy, and then Jean-Claude, I can't remember his original name, quote unquote. No, it's actually is his real name in life. Oh, that's actually his real name? Yeah. But he didn't, like, he didn't grow up in an orphanage, did he? Well, I didn't double check that. I did not fact check that. I, I believe it's Van Buren. I'll, I'll double check that and we'll Van have Buren. that in there. Well, anyway, we have those three variations of Jean-Claude. And it was kind of cool to see that. And it was engaging. Sorry to interrupt. It is Van Varenberg. That's his real name. I mean, it makes more sense. Jean-Claude Van Damme, which people do all the time. I doubt that Tom Cruise, his real name is Tom Cruise. Maybe it is. But I don't know. I didn't do the research. This production value was higher than I expected. One being that is one of Amazon Prime's first productions. It came out way too early, put a lot of good money into it. The star quality. I was just blown away of who they got to do this. It gave the show more value to it. And then it made all the comedy that happened in it that much better, in my opinion. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you know, look at it. But to me, unfortunately... It's only six episodes. And short. Only one long. season. Yeah, they're like a half hour long. At most. And granted, I wanted to watch more. I would have been happy if they did another season or it had longer episodes or even more episodes. I was totally engaged on this show. We broke it down. We saw three episodes one time and saw three episodes another time. If you remember, I wanted to go right into the next episode, like off the bat, as soon as we were set up, because I couldn't yeah. wait to see any more of it. I just want to see where the story was going. I wanted to see more of the fun he was doing on himself. I really had a blast with this show. As lame as the fight scenes were, as hokey as the story was. And it was hokey. As, I guess, predictable as it was, it was still fun to watch. Him being a spy and then doing this all mainly because, not because he misses the limelight of being a spy but he misses the love of his life that's the real reason why he got back into it but not really yeah he was trying to fill something that was missing he was filling a hole and last episode we find out what that hole was and mm -hmm. it was just him not loving himself you yep. can't love someone else if you don't love yourself first. And that was the pretty much the whole premise of the show. All the stuff he's done, all the high risk, all the adrenaline, all the crazy nights. That was all just because he was trying to fill a hole that he would not fill himself, which is pretty deep because I believe that's a little more like true for him in real life. When he became famous, he went down that rattle hole. So it was kind of deep. In that aspect, you see the connection of fiction and nonfiction. There's a lot of great moments in this series. What was one of your moments that you enjoyed? The drift scene. The first time I watched it, I died laughing. And then the second time I watched it, I was laughing because I was watching my brother's reaction. Your brother, you he mean did. me, right? I'm talking to the audience. Oh, oh, sorry. 
Okay. I'm saying, because I'm just right here. I was like, if you have another yeah. brother, let me know. Yeah, no, we'll all be surprised then. So uh, basically, you know, like, because we were watching and you're like, no. <laughs> and you're like, but how does, that doesn't make sense. Why are there emus? Why is the music playing? He's like, shouldn't he be listening to the road? Because <laughs> well, if you haven't watched the show, peoples, he, he does it blindfolded. Oh, let's describe the scene for them. This is an episode two. Two, yeah, it's episode early. two right away, <laughs> and it has a mixture of Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. It has a callback to Bloodsport. It has again more pokes on himself, and it shows like how this Van Dam is so focused on Van Damme that he only quotes or talks about movies that he did, even though he's in disguise. So he's trying to talk, he's bringing back all these movies, trying to well, get people's attention. Well, he's trying to negotiate to, uh, to do a race so Correct. he can get drugs, Correct. Uh, like a dealer. And he, and he goes, if you win, you get the drugs. What do I get uh, when I win? He's like, you can get me. And you can use me for your nefarious deeds, like in Jean-Claude Van Damme's Universal Soldier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and then so they go for a race. It turns out to be a drift race. He puts the blindfolds on and I'm like, why, 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 why are you doing this? Why? And the guy next to him, the, the competitor does the same thing. So that why not? Was, and I'm freaking he's out. He's the same questions that Angel's asking. <laughs> and then I'm going, but how are they going to see the person starting the race? How are they going to let them know that it's time to go? Because she's dropping a handkerchief or a scarf, just like in Greece. So I guess that's another callback. I guess he liked Greece growing up. But somehow they go, they get out of the garage. The guy crashes while Van Dam, or in this case, Van Johnson, keeps going. And I'm like, you're done. You won the race. There's nothing else to do. Put the brake on. You won. The guy crashed, but yet he keeps going and he's drifting. He hits maybe one can. He's thinking of emus for some dumb reason. We don't know at the moment. He's singing along. He's hearing some classical music and he's like, and he's not even steering. He's doing la-di-da with his hands moving like he's conducting a piece. And he's not even steering the car. The car is just going like he has he's one with the force i could not attach that and at the same time i was laughing same time i was like they just jumped the shark and i just couldn't believe it and you're there laughing at me because of my reaction because i was enjoying it and then they just i thought it was a terrible scene overall it was a good scene but at the moment i was like what they're doing they're just putting this through the garbage they're like they don't care about the show. That's what it is. They don't care. They're just going to do whatever they want. So I couldn't get it. But I like the fact it did poke fun of Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. It did poke fun of Fast and Furious. It did poke fun, I guess, of Greece. And again, it poked fun of himself. Because he goes in there with a disguise that's totally obvious that is him. Just because he wearing a, he's wearing a wig and a goatee, you know it's him. Especially with his voice. And the way he walks and carries himself. I just found that hysterical. But you liked it. All right. So what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene. There's some good ones. And especially is it, with like, do you remember? <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Because I was, I was thinking about the Tom, the Huck scene, but it's not the Huck scene. Oh. It was 
It was a good one. The fight scene. Uh, wait, I, I was like, it N-word Jim or uh, C-word Jim? No, the... Um, that was also a runny joke of this. The complete of the fights, because it was just the one technique hits the one, you know, like the oh, one Oh, yeah, kick, the one, one they, they kept and recorded. They're, he's fighting. It's just, again, it's not fast-paced. It's just bang, boom, mm-hmm. bop, bop. Like that. I was finding humor in that and I appreciate it. But episode four, if you're lucky, is the one where they're at the producer's house, which turns out to be one of the main villains. And he's fighting this brute who has like concrete hands. He goes down. He doesn't do a split, but he goes down and he's just like, what, 20 times hits the guy in the groin, does like 20 nut shots. The guy finally falls and then he goes right into the den mock and he starts shaking his hands and starts doing the yell and then in slow motion and everyone is doing, again, another play on Bloodsport. Yeah. Everyone's calling out. Everyone knows I knew what it was before they even said it. I called it out. I said, it's the den mock. It's the death touch. And then you have one girl, it's the den mock. And then the guy says, Oh no, he's about to do the death touch. And and then he does it, but instead of like doing it into the guy's head, like you thought he was going to do because his hands were right in position for it. Because the guy dropped, he goes right for the concrete hands, breaks the hands or explodes them and stays there and poses like he usually does, shaking his hands. And I was just cracking up from the beginning until I think 30 seconds after it was done. I knew what they were doing and they did it perfectly. I thought that was hysterical. It was perfect. I loved that. That was like the highlight of for the whole series for me. But in there, in that same episode, we have Time Cop again. Mm-hmm. I guess Van Damme really wanted this movie to succeed where it didn't. Granted, it was not really him. It was his character, Philip. Let's talk about that aspect of him playing two roles. Really? What did you get out of that? I thought he did a great job playing a nerdy, out-of-place geek character Something to watch he's not known for. True. It's kind of like when I watched uh, Welcome to the Jungle. And it was the first time I watched him in like a... It's with his son and daughter in the movie. Mm -hmm. And he's more of a side character. Oh, that's the one you told me about. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That movie came out in 2013. So it was actually... Yes, I did see it before. He's a... um like a motivational speaker or a life coach. They're on like a work retreat and they get stranded yes. on an island. That was the first time I watched them in something that was like more comedy driven. It's one of those things like when you watch like an action star finally do a comedy, they either hit it or they don't. And like, oddly enough, he does well in comedies and I'm surprised he doesn't do more. Philippe lets him express that comedy aspect even more than uh, like when he's doing doing his character, Van Johnson. Because Van Johnson is going to be like that straight guy who's trying to do stuff, but it just ends up being comical. Philippe is also like a straight character, but he's just going off the wall comical. Like he's constantly sweating, looking like he's dripping, like soaking wet. He gets injured early on and he has to walk with a hunch and like he can't move his neck because Van Damme tried to break it and actually sprained his neck. And then he actually, and they realized that you look exactly like, and it turns out Philippe is this, is a huge Van Damme fan. And every time he sees Van Damme, he goes, time cop. He exactly, thinks that exactly the same the voice future. too. The way he carried himself, he was, he gives he himself, himself the himself impression s- of being submissive. He, he always looked wet. That was, he was just, sweating all the time i was very impressed with that that he was able to play a different character yeah from welcome to the jungle 
you say he played a comedy, but he didn't really play anything different than what he's done before. In a sense, it's just straight lace, to the point, direct, mm -hmm. no frills. Where Philippe was totally different than he's ever done before. Yes. He let himself get it beat up. He let himself look like the fool that we never really seen before. It was nice to see. Also, the uh, third iteration of Van Damme in episode four as well. What was, the, what was that? The Time Cop episode. <laughs> Oh, when he kills himself? Yeah. But see, I can't say that the third. Because he was the more smooth in like the Van Damme that we all grew up. Like he was very smooth, confident, knew everything. It looked like he came from the movie and his portrayal. His hair was all slicked back. And then it turns out it's him from the future or potentially him from That's, the future. Maybe you're right. Philippe, we don't you're know. Exactly right. Because he did have that hair slicked back. And that, you know, that hair slicked back was no retreat, uh, no surrender. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's actually the first movie i know i'm from we should do a review on that that crappy where films. he was actually a villain that's just that is the one of the two times he was a villain maybe there's another one he's a villain Re recently he did a universal soldier movie where he was a villain right but he also did a movie called black eagle with shokusugi so technically three then he was not well there he's not really a technically a villain but he's doing one thing and shokusugi is doing another and they bump heads anyway oh, four if you consider it expen expendables as well there you go thank you in no retreat no surrender he had that hair slicked back he was awesome in that film as a villain and as a his technique and wow that was a fast-paced film the choreography wasn't him of course it was someone else that's a time for another story but right yes that was the the van dan that we know him for now there are some great moments like we suggested or great moments that we talked about great easter eggs but they're all easter eggs on stuff on him for the most part yes there are we talked about fast and furious we talked a little bit of grease but he did stuff from time cop he did stuff from blood sport he did hard target even though it wasn't really from it but they they dressed him like that there's a scene where he's thinking about his past in a cafeteria basically a dream sequence rehashing his past and in the cafeteria there's multiple multiple people cosplay or whatever there to symbolize either films that he's worked or people that he's met, you can mm -hmm. literally just freeze frame it and you'd be like, that's Street Fighter, that's our target, that's this, you know, that's, you know, I don't know if they had Universal, but like they had a lot. They probably did have Universal Soldier, but we're just seeing like the costumes are so obvious that the one with the penguin where he's, I think that's sudden death. Yeah. And there's also some things that we did not get or understand we had to speculate two of them is pop tarts and why he had a bathe with coconut water i read afterwards that some people meant that was symbolism for like the the addictions that he had oh mm -hmm. that makes sense you could also make it seem like it's just like one of those celebrity quirks like they develop a, like a like i must always have um m&ms but only mm. the green ones. Well, I remember when we discussed this for your show, my take on the Pop-Tarts, because we see him later, he leaves the spy lifestyle. And that was in episode five, Run to Nowhere, which is a take on his film, Nowhere to Run. Which also and, led to episode six, Nowhere, California. Or And the World Needs Its Hero, that's on episode six. But we find him back in the orphanage where supposedly he was raised 
and where he got his love of emus because he would draw it. That was his escape from his harsh reality of living in an orphanage. While he's there as an adult, he's roasting a Pop-Tart. In the first episode, we see him opening cabinets full of Pop-Tarts. My reason for that, yours is totally reasonable in the sense of addiction. I always thought it as that was his comfort food. He's at the orphanage. He has a Pop-Tart, even though it was not the original Pop-Tart that we know in the yeah. U.S., it's it was a type of pop tart. It was a part. type of pop tart that he was roasting over fire, and mm -hmm. I think that was something that the orphanage gave to the kids, did well, or something that he enjoyed growing up. So that was something he held on to as a kid. Like for us, we like certain things. We grew up with comic books and cartoons, and we still watch it. That's something that we do to hold on to our youth, and we talk about it. I think that's how it was for this character, Van Johnson, or Van. What was his? his real name again his real name is van varenberg it's actually much longer he has a middle name too right jean-claude camille francois van varenberg well that guy <laughs> and i i was okay with that if that was the case but what you're saying it could if, be a combination of both too because right. really uh there's the pop tarts but then there's also the coconut water and that seems more like that addiction exactly because the coconut water he doesn't drink it no he bathes in it Mm -hmm. And he uses it to like cleanse himself and clean himself. Mm -hmm. And like, they even addressed it in the very first episode. And you're like, I think there's something wrong with your pipes in your house. Like it, the water doesn't feel the same. Or when I, he goes, it's coconut water. And she goes, <laughs> okay. but why coconut water? I don't understand. And he goes, no one does. And, <laughs> and then right. they address it back in episode five again. Yeah. In episode five. But the thing is he, he's using, <laughs> like he buys all these cartons of coconut water to bathe in. So he's just pouring it. It was funny, but you can see that callback and I can see that you're right. That could be an addiction or his comfort. That's what makes him feel good. Like drugs yeah. did or alcohol does. It would have been nice if they explained it, but it was nice that they didn't explain it either. It just made it had us think about it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those running jokes that is meant to go above your head. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like the, what the hell of the, is the part that makes it funny. You're just watching it like, WTF guys, what, what? Like, please right. give me an answer. <laughs> right, better than the Tokyo Drift thing, which you loved, but it's okay, it's all good. I died laughing, man. I just couldn't get my, wrap my head. I was like, I don't get it. He's not even steering the wheel. It's just, okay, it's just going. Oh, that one too, Van Damme exchanging weight in episode four. <laughs> he's like, I've been dieting. So Lewis, he's on a weight scale. And if he moves, he would literally explode because there's detonators all around on four corners that wherever he goes is going to hit him. So Van Damme sees him. This is before, is this before the, the blood sport thing? Yes. This is before he does the breaking of the hands. So Lewis is on this way to scale. Van Damme says, listen, I can go on there. You jump off as you come off. I will go on. I'm thinking what he dieted. That's your case. Dude, you're taller than the guy. You're more dense than him because of your the muscles and you're gonna what and then lewis who is like a really really small guy he's and, like 411 maybe his weight on the scale is like two six two seven is either all those clothes or and, and by the way he hides he, it he well called it he's he's actually 411 <laughs> well there like, you go there you go indb puts him at 411 instagram wow. puts him at five one so, I, so yeah he's five he's, foot if you take the two you were like like how are you gonna switch and then i was like when i saw the jump and you're like he's very stealthful with the jump i'm like bullshit <laughs> because he landed hard 
No, and man, like, there's, he there's a, a very toe to heel. In dance, in like uh, dress shoes. That was the moment I, I was like, oh. But the thing is like, yes, you have that. The guy jumps off. There is some time before Van Damme lands. There's like a, a nice solid second before the landing happens. But the weight scale changes like a gram, nothing major. Nothing happens. He's there. Lewis is safe, but Van Dam is now in trouble. But this is the Van Dam from the future. So that jump didn't do anything. The Van Dam of the present time comes in, does his thing, breaks the hands, then gives Van Dam of the future the gun for why we don't know, but we do know it was just for the, the fun of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking as the gun's in the air, it's like, it's going to disrupt the weight. It's going to disrupt the weight. It's going to disrupt the weight. Sure enough, when Van Dam grabs it and shoots, it disrupts the weight. He explodes. Yep. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, he just did all that just for that. And then we go to this other thing where Van Dam takes out the bad guy. We thought was number one, but it's actually number two from the broken hand he tosses the shattered thumb kicks it to the guy's head dabs him in the back of the head with his thumb up really that's they have all these knives these guns and he has perfect aim with his foot okay fine sure whatever you say but the side characters you have lewis vanessa his love interest jane who was played by felicia rashad and she was awesome she gave it some she gave it weight gravitas if you will so did carla rota who played dragon yeah he gave it some weight to this story as well and he was more like a bond villain kind of character yes exactly right and then you have also to lock it in was Richard Schiff playing Alan Morris. Mm -hmm. When you have legit actors in a production and they do it well, granted they may, you know, may be hokey in thought and premise, but when you give it gravitas in your performance, it just makes the production that much better. I appreciate the show even more because of what they did. Great stuff. The series was directed by Peter Atencio. It was written by David Callahan. Creator of the series was Dave Callahan. Ashley Wingfield, Vinnie Velham, Shalom Get, Kevin Costello and Wes Took. Those are all writers for this show. Some of them were for the whole series. Some were just for one or two episodes. And then you had Van Damme being the one to carry it all. It was done well. Yeah. Only thing I regret, this series came out too soon before its time. Amazon Prime was just starting out when this came out. People were not really catching it because they had other streaming programs you have the netflix you have the hulu and those were the the giants at the time and amazon was stepping in this i believe would do well now if it just came out if you had the advertisement for it i think people to watch this and it will create a, a great buzz a second season would have happened because at the end of the season after he saves the day and he's in a wheelchair because he did a split like no other. There's the, we meet the future versions of Vanessa Lewis and a young version of Jane. And they go to Van Damme to help save the day. And that's where it just cuts off. We don't know the situation. We don't know what is in stake. And unfortunately, we will never know. On that note, let's go to the ratings. Oh, before that, before we go to that, Van Damme, he didn't look so good life man and it shows the way he lived his life it shows on his face like the picture behind us showing the advertisement for it no he doesn't look like that no he looks more withered he looks like universal soldier guy behind me granted his physique is well maintained but on the, yeah in the show worn leather so nonetheless he did a great performance okay so our ratings for this will be ready for purchase on blu-ray or you can go get on the clearance bin there's multi-fun where you can watch this multiple times be it on streaming 
or on Blu-ray, you have one and done, and then you have waste of time. Am I correct? Am I missing any? No, that's it's five. What do you rate it? I am hundred percent multi-fun. I don't feel the need to own it, but I am comfortable with like any, anytime like someone says like, Hey, what is this? I'm going to be like, I'm down for suggesting that one and I will watch it without question. Yes. I have to agree with that as well. If they did do it on Blu-ray, if they had behind the scenes stuff, I would purchase it, but I am totally fine. Just rewatching it rewatching it and rewatching it on Amazon Prime is there. I can see it anytime and I am going to see it multiple times. I know I missed other things. We just watched it one time while well, you watched it twice. Mm -hmm. So I know there's other things that I missed that was there because some people are, you know, Easter eggs are big now. And the more you watch something, the more you can get out of it. A show for me to watch again, again, and again. Well, there you go. That's our take on Amazon Prime's Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Please let us know what you think if you have seen it. And if you have not seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it. It will fly by. These six episodes, you can binge easily in the afternoon. They're short enough. They're not even going to beat three hours. You'll be under that. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Until next time, it will be the next time. See you soon. Love you, bro.